Yo, what's good, everybody? And welcome to another All-American Review, Season 3, Episode 10, entitled Put Up or Shut Up. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, those who have subscribed, those who like, those who are commenting. I greatly appreciate it. And y'all know how I do. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and hit the bell so that you're always in the know as to when I drop another video. So let's go ahead and get right into it. So the episode opens up with Jordan, Asher, and JJ, who is overly excited that he won Homecoming King. I absolutely love and adore JJ. He is one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, so Spencer arrives at the restaurant and he looks around and he doesn't see who we all want him to see, which is Olivia. So then he asked Jordan, you know, where are the ladies? And so Jordan kind of smiled and he was like, so you meaning Olivia? And so um, we find out that Olivia has bypassed the homecoming dance in order to attend a uh, narcotics anonymous meeting, which I was really happy to see her there. And I was also happy to see Nurse Joy because that's someone that not that she knows her, but, you know, they have had interaction before. So the scene goes back to the restaurant and. Simone and Vanessa shows up but before they can walk in they are approached by Dane and you know Dane is Simone's no good baby daddy um <laughs> you know he shows up and um you know it it was interesting seeing him because he anytime he normally appears he's coming off like an asshole like a jackass and you know he asked her how was she doing and it appeared as if he was about to apologize to her for all the BS he put her through and to my surprise he actually sounded as if he was sincere as if there was some sincerity in his tone but before anything could pop off before he could really say anything deep to Simone Jordan and Spencer appear outside and we already know it's bad blood there between them and so that's it is what it was they told them that it's time to go so obviously they didn't go there to start trouble you know they just you know, said their little slick comments and left. So, Vanessa, let's talk about Vanessa. You know, I don't know how I feel about Vanessa. I know I don't like Vanessa, but I don't think I, you know, don't like her either. You know, like, I, I don't know where I fall in with that. But, but I, I, one thing I will say, I do not like how Vanessa is playing with my boy JJ. You know, it was like one time she was coming off as if she did not like Asher. Now, all of a sudden, she likes Asher, but I'm jumping the gun. So, you know, J.J. was just so happy about his homecoming win, like I stated earlier. And so he was just like, you know, I hope you don't feel any way about me winning and you not. But because I'm a king, you know, that automatically makes you. And so she treats J.J. as if he just annoys her. And I'm like, well, if you feel that way, just leave the boy the hell alone and just tell him. So after she walks away, she says she's about to leave. J.J., of course, could sense it. And so he asked Asher to talk to Vanessa for him and I'm like no JJ that's the wrong person that is the absolute worst person in the world to get to talk to Vanessa on your behalf but anyway Asher goes to Vanessa and you know he attempts to tell her that JJ is a really good guy he may come off a certain way but he has the biggest heart in the world and we know that JJ is just a, a sweetheart and so she was like you know he acts immature and she's waiting on someone else so we all know who the hell she was talking about. She was talking about Asher. And I'm like, I, I, you know, she stated that they didn't kiss the first time because she was with 
because Asher was with Olivia. Well, now that she he's not with Olivia, why not just give in to this feeling of kissing each other that we both want to do, so let's just do it. And even though, you know, Asher leaned in, I was shocked that he did not kiss her, you know, because she was like, it's not going to hurt anyone. And he was like, yeah, you know, it will hurt someone. And, you know, he was referring to JJ. So, like I said, I was surprised that that happened because I really did think that, you know, Asher was going to be a trash ass and kiss her anyway. But he did not. And I was really happy to see that. So, going back to Olivia. So, Olivia attends her first meeting, and um, she was quiet, and she did not participate. And, you know, Nurse Joy told her that it didn't matter where she attended her meetings. If she was not going to participate, there was not, not going to be any change in her. And what prompted that was... Olivia told Nurse Joy that her and her parents decided that it would be best if she attended another, you know, facility and not go to a rehab in Malibu. But honestly, I was proud of Olivia um, as she was explaining to her mom that she wanted to be sure about the sponsor that she chose because she did not want to make the same decision, the same bad decision twice. And we all know what happened with the other sponsor. And she just did not want to make that decision again and so I found out this was new to me you go to rehab they call them vampires the people who just trying to become your sponsor are so eager to be your sponsor I didn't know people like that existed but they do and um it was just very (laughs) it was very interesting seeing that and just also interesting to see what they actually call these people which are vampires so you know that was um that was interesting in itself so Back in the locker room at Beverly. So, JJ is being his usual jolly, happy-go-lucky self um, in hopes that Asher was able to talk to Vanessa for him and, you know, put in a good word. And so, Asher informs him that Vanessa is interested in someone else. It didn't take a rocket science to find out that JJ um, was basically losing his girl in his mind to Asher. He was not happy about that. He pushed Asher up against the locker, and Jordan tried to intervene. But, you know, I just felt so bad for him. But (laughs) JJ had me rolling, but he was like, I offered you my crown. I knighted you. I was like, (laughs) JJ is so, he is so funny. And even though I know he's like the comedic relief in the show, he's just so like, pure at it like he's just you could tell and I know a lot of JJ's a lot of JJ's I went to a whole lot of schools with a lot of white people um but I'm like he's just so innocent and he's just so pure-hearted and I'm like baby you you could do way better than Vanessa Vanessa is not even you know just leave her alone so in his angered state he um violently forcefully slammed his locker Uh, which caused Jordan to experience a side effect from his concussion. So, you know, we all know Jordan did not tell his parents the truth or anyone else the truth about his um, concussion. So we um, we go to Coop. So Coop still isn't feeling Mo, which I can't blame her. Now, the the actress who plays Mo, her name is Erica, and I've seen her in a lot of other things. And I was like, because she really shows, she shows no emotion she is, like, very monotone when it comes to her acting. And I thought it was just me because I'm like, you know, I've seen her in a few things. And, no, I think this is the way sis act because I'm like, I probably have seen her smile twice since she, <laughs> since she's been guest starring on this show. So, I'm like, I, 
she cool and everything. Her her vibe to me is just always different. And everything I've seen her in, it's almost like she plays the same role in everything because her mood is just blah. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, Mo was looking for patience because she needed her uh she needed to give her some documentation for her to sign. Um, which we later find out that that documentation was, you know, um, what's the girl? Layla's dad, you know, released her from the record label, which we'll get to that as to why he was so, you know, eager to do so. Um, so like I said, Coop is still not feeling, you know, he's, she's still not feeling her. And so it was really, you know, a lot of people had a lot of stuff to say about Coop when it came to like how she was acting around Mo, why she just, won't accept that this woman is different. And I didn't know, because with Mo, I was like, uh, I don't know about sis. You know what I'm saying? It was the way she came back, and you know, even though she was doing all of these good things, these great things for the community, I something about her just never sat well with me. So I didn't blame Coop, but I just felt like Coop didn't have to be as nasty and disrespectful to her. At least let, this, let shit play out first before you just jump to all these, you know, type of conclusions about this person. So... Going to um, Billy. So Billy talks to Spencer about the amazing homecoming game that his dad had years ago where he scored seven touchdowns. Um, Billy also, <coughs> excuse me, Billy also informed Spencer that there would be a number of recruiters coming to the game to specifically look at Spencer. And I'm like, why you, t-? before I even got to the next scene, I'm like, why are you telling this boy this? That's pressure you're putting you're putting on him to play at this level that he might not be able to play or give him he might be nervous he might be all of these different things why you told him that got on my darn nerves then he go (laughs) then billy takes his happy ball-headed ass to beverly where he goes to see jordan and basically he does the same thing he tells jordan that there's going to be uh the, the head coach from arizona state was going to be there to check him out. And I'm like, why? Billy, 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 go somewhere. Billy, go somewhere. So when Coach came, you know, and she was just like, yeah, that's why I didn't tell him because I didn't want him to, like, freak out or anything. I'm like, Billy, take your happy behind back to Crenshaw where you are the head coach, and I know Jordan is your son, but leave Coach um, people alone. So we go to the second meeting. Olivia opens up at the second meeting and she states that the only reason that she took a drink was because she felt like all of her friends were leaving her. She felt like she had been there for everybody. And now at this point in her life, no one was there for her. Everyone was going about their own life and kind of leaving her in the dust. And so, you know, (laughs) nurse joy called her out on the curse. You could tell nurse joy was not feeling the response that Olivia gave or the explanation that Olivia gave. And so she wanted Olivia to take responsibility for what she did because she basically told her it didn't matter what was going on in your life. It absolutely had nothing to do with your friends. You are going to find an excuse to drink, period. And you need to understand that and you need to take responsibility for that and basically how you're not going to fall into that trap again. And so I know and we know as people sometimes that truth pill can be a very hard pill to swallow, but it's like we have to, you know, understand it and we have to own up to it. And I know a lot of people, they was like, they didn't like the way that Nurse Joy came at um, Olivia, but I absolutely loved it. 
I absolutely love the way that she challenged Olivia's um, viewpoint about what she did. Because when we're placed in a position, this is just life, you know, we're placed in a position that challenges our perspectives, our ideologies, and our truths. It is a way and it is an opportunity for us to grow. It is an opportunity for us to change and transform ourselves. And so it, it's easy to blame other people for what we do because Olivia had no problem blaming her friends. This is the reason why I did this. And we all know we can't control what others do, but we definitely can't control how we respond to situations. So I absolutely adored that. And I just feel like, you know, once we get to a place that we can um, deal with our truths and deal with our actions and deal with the reasons truly why we did what we did, we will always come out victorious and we will always come out better than we were when we went in. Little life lesson up, but Nonetheless, let's get to halftime. So halftime at Crenshaw, Billy de- dedicated that time to Corey Jones, which is, um, excuse me, Corey James, which is Spencer's father. And um, I thought it was really sweet. It was really nice. Um, they retired his jersey, and also his jersey was embedded on the field. And I thought that was just really, really adorable, really cute and a moment for Spencer, but not only Spencer, for Billy as well, because I think sometimes – you know, we forget as the audience that Billy and Corey were really good friends and they experienced, you know, a lot of times what friends experience, which is, you know, a separation or a break. And sometimes you don't get the opportunity to mend those things before someone, before something tragic happens. So I was glad that Billy had a way to honor, you know what I'm saying, his friend. I thought it was really good. Now, Spencer, I, you know, I had mixed feelings about this because I did want Spencer to break his dad's record but I also understood the fact that he wanted to share in that with his father it was like one thing that he could share with him forever hopefully no one else come and beat it but I did understand you know what I'm saying but it made me feel like it was that was another way of Spencer you know not giving himself the best so I I looked at it both ways but I, I could appreciate what Billy did so back at Beverly you know they go on tit for tat with um I forget the name of the, of the, of the rival school because they were both undefeated. And so, you know, Jordan and Dane, you know, Simone is the common denominator between them. And so he knocked Jordan the hell out, laid him out to the fact that baby boy was not moving. And I was like, dang, you asshole, you did not have to do him like that. And so <laughs> it wasn't funny. I, I was just like, you know, and, and the sad part is, when them boys be out there playing, you know, football, and I've seen career-ending hits while when I was in high school, and I'm just like, you really didn't, you, I don't think they realize, like, how dangerous or how much of a danger zone they be in, but I'm just like, dang, you did not have to do, um, you did not have to do Jordan like that, but he did. So we see um, Billy and Spencer rushing, you know, in the hospital, and so Spencer instantly embraces Olivia and Billy hugs Laura. Um, so we get the family. They're sitting in the waiting room when the doctor appears. And Laura begins to, I mean, bombard the doctor with questions. And I got to admit, Laura was getting on my damn nerves. I'm like, Lord, baby, you you doing too much. I do understand that your son is laid up here and you want to find out everything in the world that you can Asking him about his damn electrolytes. But what what you want them to do? Give him some damn Gatorade? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, shut up. 
Shut up. Laura, please. She, oh, God, she was getting on my nerves. And I was like, you know, somebody, somebody had to do something. So Simone said, sis, I got it. Don't even worry about it. So she was like, you know, she asked the doctor, could she speak with him privately? And and Laura was like, we're trying to get the, and she was like, I understand, but he's here trying to give us information and you're asking all these questions. And so she was like, um, well, I'm his mother and you're his friend and I'm allowing you to be here, but you can go home and I will call you when we have something. She said, I ain't, I ain't going nowhere. And yes, you are his mother and I respect that, but I'm his wife. And in this situation, wife trumps mom. I said, well, damn. Well, damn, Simone, I don't care what nobody say about Simone. Simone is one of, she has emerged to be one of my favorite characters on this show. Simone said, I ain't going nowhere, baby, and you can't make me. Yes, I am married to Jordan. We are married. We are husband and wife. And Laura and Billy look like, what in all the hell? I said, yep, y'all eat it up. They married now. (laughs) Which was a dumb decision on their part, I must say. But it is what it is. You can't do nothing. And so, you know, um, so Laura don't really know what to do. So she goes to Olivia, who was with Spencer, and she asks, you know, how long have you, like, did you know about this? And, you know, she told her that she knew. And then Spencer, you know, informed her that they were witnesses. And, um, and you know, Laura just couldn't believe that Olivia was lying. I'm like, well, hell, she's been lying by drinking. You don't think she would lie about or, or or conceal the truth to you about something going on with Jordan. And so Simone was walking back up, and she was just like, you know, ask Spencer and Olivia if they were okay. And so, you know, uh, Laura was like, well, don't worry about them. She was like, I am. Like, if you have an issue with my marriage to Jordan, you take that up with me. Like, leave them out of it. And she was like, only thing I'm worried about is about my son, and I would deal with you in this so-called marriage later. Um... First, see, Simone handled that well because it wouldn't have been well with me. Because I would have been like, um, first of all, who the hell are you talking to? Secondly, you ain't going to deal with nobody mother-in-law, so I suggest you calm down because we family now. <laughs> Boy, I would have, I got, I had a, I got a smart-ass mouth and it just wouldn't have went down like that. But I, I understood Laura's frustration, but I'm like, you are definitely putting your frustration or projecting your frustration on the wrong individual. And I'm like, if you were so concerned about your son laying in that damn hospital bed, why are you going to your daughter about them being married? There is done. You can't do anything. So asking Olivia and Spencer about what happened, what does that have anything to do with what's going on now? It had absolutely nothing. You know, a lot of us, me included at times, okay, I have given... I, I I have given Layla a hard time. Some of the stuff she deserved. I really feel bad for Layla when it comes to her damn father. Number one, I don't even like this new character. I don't like this new man. I know we can't get the old one back, and I have to deal with that on my time. I don't like this new dude. You know what I'm saying? He don't do it for me. Because I'm thinking, I can't see young, and this is just me, and there's nothing against how this man look. However, I cannot see young women throwing themselves to him like they did the character before. And I was just, you know, disappointed. I'm just like, Mm-mm, I don't, I don't like him. But other than that, I felt bad. I felt so bad for Layla. Cause I'm just like, you know, her mom died. You knew she was close to her mom. Her mom had her own, you know, mental issues. And then you have this father 
who lives, breathes, and exists to do music, but you have a whole damn child who you have left several times for long periods of time to raise herself. Layla is going through life basically as a motherless and a fatherless child. She's just, she just out here. So, you know, some of her decision-making, I don't even question because I'm like, baby girl ain't been raised. She didn't raise her damn self. But, you know, her going back and forth because she had to figure out why was her dad so eager to let patients out of this contract. Well, we know that patients found out that, you know, he was screwing little Jewel, who happens to be married. And just to see him try to wiggle his ass out of that, I'm looking at him like, I hope, I wish he just fell in that damn pool, but he didn't and disappointed me. But anyway, <laughs> I think that was the only time, no, no, we saw Layla talking to, um, to Coop earlier, but, you know, I just felt so bad for the girl. I'm like, she ain't got no parents. That girl just in this big ass house just by herself. I felt bad for Layla, but that was just for a brief moment. You know, that's all that was. I do like Layla though. It's not that I don't like Layla. Layla just, Layla just, you know, hits a nerve with me sometimes, but you know, that is what it is. So at the, um, back at the hospital when Jordan awakens, it's Simone, you know, she's there and you know, she's rubbing the side of his face and, uh, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring your family in here. And just a heads up, they know. And he was like, know what, babe? Everything. He was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. You saw that, you saw that teenage shit come out. Like, oh God, yeah, you was big and bad enough to ask this woman to marry you and to get married. And now that your parents know you, you know, you in the state of, oh my God, you panicking. You know what I'm saying? So the family comes in, the doctor lets them know that, you know, he's okay and all of that good stuff like that. But when they leave, you know, the doctor informed him that he may not be able to play football this season, the rest of the season. It's his senior year. And he was like, there goes my whole career. And I think the sad part is, and it, and that is so true because you get these these guys playing football and they believe that football is the only thing that they have to offer the, the world. You know, they bank everything on the fact that they're going to go to college and go pro. And then when that doesn't happen, they don't feel like they're worthy. They don't feel like they have anything to fall back on. So when Jordan said that, I'm like, it's sad that his entire existence or his ex- his entire future was solely based on the fact that he's going to make it to be a pro football player, which is sad in itself. And I do hope that all American really dig in that. Like if Jordan is not able to play football, what is he going to do? So I really would love to see how they, um, how they bring that all together. So coop. So we find coop. Um, she was going to whatever little restaurant the kids hang out at, at Crenshaw and she see everybody, you know, with these signs, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. So we find out that there was a young lady who was shot and killed by the police, and there has been no justice for her murder. And so they're holding a rally. So here comes Mo. We find out that Mo is representing the family, and, you know, Mo just in everything. She's representing the family, and, um, you know, Coop begins to have a change of heart about the way she feels. So Coop apologizes. I wouldn't have apologized, but she apologized, and, um, once Coop walked away, this guy came up to Mo and he was like, Oh, what was that about? And she was like, She's finally let she finally let her guard down. And I was like, What? Say what? Say, huh? See, I said, Oh shoot, here we you know, here, here we go. So Spencer and his mom, I love Grace. Spencer and his mom had a really nice little um scene by the fountain outside the hospital. And, um, you know, she was just, you know, remembering when her son was laid up in the hospital, not knowing what his future, you know, was going to be. 
And um, she informed him. I think I believe it was nine recruits who were there, or nine scouts, excuse me. And out of the nine, I think eight approached her, if I remember the numbers correctly, which I don't, but I think that's how it was. And um, it's just interesting to see how, you know, with Spencer, everything was questionable. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen because of his injury. Um, But to see him make this turnaround and have all these schools, you know, looking at him. So I really am, you know, really interested in seeing what's going to happen with Spencer and all of these kids going to college and what's going to happen. I know that the character Simone is going to have her own spinoff. So I'm definitely interested in that. But just seeing how the dynamic of their group is going to either maintain or dismantle who's going to be going to the same school because you know that's going to happen. Um, so it's like I'm so interested in seeing how this plays out. Some people didn't like this episode. I thought it was a great episode. I know a lot of people want to see a lot of um, Spencer and Olivia, but we're we going to get there. But they ain't going to be like the main focus point in every video. They're just not. But overall, I thought it was a great episode. Like I said, this is one of my favorite shows. It is so well written. And all the actors on this show, they are magnificent. They are wonderful. And I enjoy watching them bring these characters to life. So I want to thank y'all again for tuning in to All American in this review. And I will holler at y'all later. One.